13 minutes it is after 8 p.m. and it's our tech conversation segment and uh, you know if uh, there was any better segue to the conversation that we just had with Bandile around uh, some of the global value chain issues around cocoa and uh, which goes into some of the chocolates that we eat and uh, the implications of course of uh, the uh, Africa continental free trade area uh, and what that is going to mean for entrepreneurs uh, well we continue on that vein and uh, this uh, evening speak to Brown Sense Africa now Brown Sense uh, which many of you might be familiar as uh, online and also uh, offline marketplace. Uh, recently launched their Pan-African online marketplace, uh, Brown Sense Africa. Uh, it's a first-of-a-kind e-commerce and procurement platform that connects entrepreneurs to a dynamic and diverse market of clients across the continent and across the world. And I'm joined on the line to uh, speak about this by Kitumetsi Diseko, uh, who's the CEO at Brown Sense Africa. Kitumetsi, good evening to you and welcome to Metro FM Talk. Good evening, Ayabonga. Thank you very much. Uh, just before, I guess, we get into Brown Sense Africa, just for, for some of our listeners, and I would assume it's a very small bunch uh, who might not be familiar with uh, Brown Sense, uh, your genesis and the work that you do as Brown Sense. That might be a good starting point. Right. Thanks, Ayabonga. Um, Brown Sense is um, a platform that was created to give black business access to a more diverse markets. And it started as a secret group on Facebook um, and quickly grew to be so much more than that. And it was really growing based on the demands of the community, of the online community and what our community was asking for. And um, we have, you know, first we started, as you mentioned, um, the Brown Sense Market, which was in Johannesburg and in Cape Town. And of course, we've had that on hold this year for obvious reasons. Um, and, um, you know, listening to what people wanted and um, seeing what the problems were with people experiencing buying black, we decided to um, create this online marketplace, BrownSense.Africa, um, and we wanted to create a space that would be different to other online marketplaces that were just really just a place to sell. Um, so BrownSense.Africa really is, in addition to being an online marketplace, is a developmental space for entrepreneurs um, mm. to not just reach um, different markets, but also to um, help them to scale their businesses in a sustainable manner. Mm-hmm. And now, I mean, I, I guess a lot of the work that you did uh, was to uh, really create even physical marketplaces for uh, these different economic actors to come together. Uh, and uh, what with all of the advances, I guess, um, uh, in trying to open up uh, for intracontinental trade within the continent, mm-hmm. uh, you've now made your foray into e-commerce. Talk, talk to us about this platform, uh, which you are seeing as uh, both a B2C, so business to consumer, and also a B2B, right. uh, business to be right. uh, business platform. Yes. So I'll start with the B2B, which um, for some of our listeners who don't know what that means, that is B2, business to business. So that is your procurement services. So oftentimes um, we get a lot of people from the private and even the public sector telling us that they don't, uh, you know, they can't find these black businesses or black businesses that can do the job um, properly. So, you know, we decided that actually what we are going to do, and we, we found that a lot of them were contacting Brownsense already, asking us to um, recommend companies that can help them in different ways. Um, so we decided that, you know, to have this um, procurement platform and to broaden it and say, you know, how do we have this procurement platform that links us now then to different countries? And, um, you know, I spent a lot of time in China and I worked quite a bit with, um, you might know of Taobao. 
um, and I, I worked quite a bit with some people from there, and I just saw how easy it was and how easy it became um, to to kind of put entrepreneurs together and to kind of bunch them up um, in a way that kind of, um, you know, where they leverage through their different skills in accessing markets. And that's what we're trying to do with the procurement platform. Um, once we know where the skills are missing and once we know what's missing where, then it's easier for us to, whether it's an engagement with government or it's um, us developing different tools for our community of entrepreneurs and saying, you know, this is how we can help you and this is how we can leverage our network. Um, you know, we have a group of over 198,000 members on, uh, on Browns and on Facebook. Um, and a lot of these people are not just entrepreneurs. They work in the private sector and the public sector. Mm. And, you know, it's just a community of people who really want to help um, entrepreneurs. So it makes sure. it easier when we've got this database, this B2B database, um, to find where, where it's lacking and to find um, ways to plug them into opportunities for, for growth, um, as well as for paying customers, which is obviously important mm. when you have a business. And then sure, sure. for the B2C, which is business to customer, um, we really try to build a, um, you know, we set out to build a platform that made it easy for people to buy black. Um, oftentimes what happens when people buy either, you know, on any online platform, if you're buying from 10 different black um, businesses or suppliers, it means you're paying 10 different uh, courier fees, which obviously becomes really expensive and prohibitive for somebody who really mm. wants to buy black. And I don't like to use the term support black, um, but people who want to buy black and want to buy sure, from black sure. businesses. Um, so when you have one marketplace, it makes it easier. You have one checkout. Um, you have one uh, courier fee per purchase. Mm. It just makes it that much easier and that much more convenient for people sure, to buy sure. from black entrepreneurs. Okay. Kitumetsi, I want us to pause here for a second. And when we come back, um, I mean, I find very interesting the point you're making that you've been able to leverage a growing community that you've built uh, through your Facebook platform and through you know, some of the markets, uh, the physical markets you've set up and how that has morphed into a technological offering, which I think will also take you uh, in different directions. I mean, I can already think about the data play, and uh, we'll certainly come back uh, to some of those issues uh, after this brief break. 20 minutes it is after 8 p.m. You tuned in to uh, Metro FM Talk. It's our tech conversations, and we'll continue with Brown Sense Africa uh, and uh, Kitumetsi Deseko after this. Twenty-three minutes it is after eight PM. You tuned in to Metro FM Talk here on the Mighty Metro. We're in conversation with Brown Sense Africa's CEO Kitumetsi Deseko, and uh, talking uh, to her for our tech conversations about uh, the Pan African Online Marketplace, uh, first of its kind e-commerce and procurement platform, connecting uh, entrepreneurs and consumers uh, uh, across a dynamic and diverse marketplace across our continent. Now, Kitumetsi. Just before we went to the break, I mean, as you were talking, one of the things I was thinking about was, uh, you know, the ability, much like what uh, many e-commerce platforms have done across the world. Mm. Um, you know, I think of Flipkart in India, you know, mm. 80 million mm. monthly active users, 15 million daily active users, 100 million products on the platform uh, who are able to say with the 40 million searches on the platform every day to gather uh, a treasure trove of insight um, on mm. not only mm. what people are searching for as consumers, but also, I guess, uh, uh, how your your mix of people who are listing things on the platform are also providing some of those things. Uh, is, is that right. part of the model as you're thinking about it now, uh, just on the back, of course, of you being able to leverage uh, your growing right. community of users on Facebook? Absolutely. So one of the um, one of one of the challenges that we've had 
is um, that, you know, a lot of, from when we launched in 2016, when Brown Center founded, um, you know, Ayabonga would um, advertise on Brown Center and say, hey guys, I'm selling uh, these speakers by, you know, WhatsApp me, this is my number, et cetera, et cetera. And then that data would then move off the platform. And because mm. we didn't own, because we don't own Facebook, um, we were not using our platform for the sales, our own platform for the sales, which sure. meant that all of that very va- valuable data was lost. And I believe it's data that could make such a difference. It's not just data about um, what entrepreneurs are selling. So how, what percentage of those entrepreneurs are importing um, what percentage of those entrepreneurs are importing from other African countries. But on top of that, uh, what percentage of uh, those sales and those people who are buying, um, what percentage of it makes up the household cost? You know? Um, so there's a big, there's a huge batch of data that is just missing, even not just mm. for Bronson's, but for South Africa as a whole. Um, you know, our own economic data that we just don't we just don't know because it goes it moves to platforms like your WhatsApp or other messaging platforms. Um, so we're definitely focused on data and making that data available for entrepreneurs so that they can make smarter decisions. Um, but also to share with um, for instance government entities for instance so that you know we can help government make better decisions and help even the private sector um, you know give uh, offer better services to entrepreneurs, you know. Entrepreneurs have a whole lot to say about banks. <laughs> so, mm. we're, you know, we're hoping we, we will have the kind of data and we'll be able to mine the kind of data that will help everybody and every stakeholder make better decisions that are, sure, um, sure. you know, that make sense for a sustainable economy. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting, I mean, that, that you mentioned that because, I, you know, uh, with many of the, the, the platforms and I guess some of the product listings that you're going to be putting out, on this platform, uh, massive opportunity not just to to create an ecosystem play, uh, but I'm yeah. quite interested in logistically what all of this is going to mean because uh, you, you have partnered with Paystack on sort of the payments capability mm-hmm. side. You've got mm-hmm. the digital uh, sort of infrastructure in place. But the big question I think a lot of people are asking is, you know, uh, how are we going to sort out and overcome the infrastructural challenges that have made it difficult uh, for, you know, one continent uh, that has 54 different nations right. to trade within itself? And I think that's a really good question. And I think it's one of the, you know, it's, it's the elephants that we're all looking at. I think it's the elephant that all stakeholders are looking at um, and trying to figure out just how we're going to eat this elephant. And, um, you know, it's one of the biggest things I think is, is kind of last mile um, fulfillment makes it really expensive to do e-commerce in Africa. Um, a lot of places are fast flung, for instance. A lot of countries don't have, the road networks or don't have the infrastructure network to, um, you know, kind of, kind of fulfill that part of it. But I think we, we need to look at it. Let's not look at it as something that we haven't done, but the fact that, you know, um, the, the pandemic has kind of pushed everybody and forced everybody to look at digital and to look at e-commerce and then to interrogate what needs to be done. So, for instance, Brownton South Africa is a member of um, the e-commerce forum of South Africa. And one of the things that we're doing with the with, um, SSA is actually lobbying government to consider these different things. And, um, you know, we come together and we look at our own challenges as the e-commerce um, fraternity in South Africa um, and then lobby government and lobby 
the mm. African Union, for instance. And I think when we come together in that way, and I think, um, you know, we, 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 we shouldn't, it, it, it can, it, it's very prohibitive to look at problems as problems. I think it's an sure, opportunity sure. for somebody to step in. And I think there's somebody that's listening. And somebody's getting an idea out there. You know, actually, Mukasinyaka or, um, you know, in my little village, these are the challenges mm. and this is how I can um, actually work. You know, I live, like I said to you before, I lived in China for a really long time. And sure. um, China's a huge country, massive. And, um, you know, I always tell people that it is very similar to us. Maybe 10 years or 12 years ago, they were very similar mm. to us in terms of the infrastructural challenges um, and um, the access challenges. Um, and what we see from China is that if we have the right amount of political will and the unity, I mean, you know, what we're seeing with the Africa continental free trade area, these agreements, it's unprecedented, you know. Um, so I do believe that our governments are working together to kind of look and they're listening. To look at these challenges and to figure mm. out, you know, how do governments actually help to overcome these issues? How do we do that with, um, you know, legally? How do we do that when we look at the cost of data, for instance, and the prohibitive cost of data? Um, I believe that government is, you know, governments are looking at kind of looking at those um, challenges and trying to figure out how to overcome that. Mm. But I think we just need to look at your China or your India and look at that kind of penetration and sure, realize sure. that it is possible for us if we just make a concerted effort. It's not something that's going to happen in two years or three years. Mm. Um, it's something that we need to look at at the long term or medium to long term. But it is something that can be done. You know, when Jack Ma looks at Africa, I tell everybody, you know, you can see this guy is like, you <laughs> can see it, you know. And, and it makes you—I mean—it makes you wonder why we don't. Uh, it makes you wonder exactly. why we, we sometimes find it difficult to look at our continent with new eyes, if I can put it that right. Way. Right. Mm. I think sometimes it's difficult when you've been in a situation for a really long time. That you know, we need to slap ourselves individually so that sure. you know we we can pay attention and and see that the opportunity. You know, um, if I give you an example on brown sense, we've got so many small. Um, courier companies that do regional mm. courier and they are brilliant and you know people will you know they'll write raving reports you know that you know this is my local courier guy and he's brilliant and I don't use the red courier people because he does this and then he connects this guy and 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 it's really about um, a lot of these industries coming together and not working in silos and people really mm. starting to come mm. and work together and I think if we start to do that um you know, you'll, you'll have a situation where, I mean, in China, you can go, you know, from the bottom of the map to the top of the map and have a package, you know, uh, delivered to you in the space of 18 hours or 16 hours, mm. you know. Um, and South Africa is so much smaller. So all of these things, I think we can we can move past them if we just think a little bit differently, sure, not think sure. in silos, um, really work with different stakeholders um, and give people a voice so that we know what's happening on the ground. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. You know, we, we're not talking about. Yeah, yeah, sorry, we're not talking <laughs> about something here that uh, is going to happen. I mean, this is live already. I'm actually right. on your site at the moment, and I'm seeing anything from African black soap, you know, to homemade style chunky chili relish, to sanitary towels, right. to uh, you know, honey oats, natural uh, soap bar right. products, to. Uh, you know, uh, even Mthonyane-inspired products. Uh, so really, yes. I guess, a fascinating and a diverse product set already on the platform. Talk to us about some of the people that are already on the platform and I guess how some of our consumers that are listening in can be able to right. access what you guys have on offer. 
That really excites me. So the one, the people that we have on, no, the merchants that we already have on the platform, quite a few of them have been with Brampton for um, a period of time. So I'll give you an example. Um, Diabella um, actually started, she makes, she manufactures uh, sanitary towels. And she started actually selling at the Brompton's market as an agent for another company. Um, so she was reselling and she was reselling and getting people to buy um, in order to donate to girls in need. And she'd been at the Brompton's market for so long and we really uh, worked with her. You know, whenever we were fundraising, we'd work with her. Um, and she has grown, her business has grown so much through the Brompton's market. She's now got her own brand and manufactures her own brand. So she was really excited, for instance, to get onto the Brompton's South Africa platform because it meant that um, she could reach customers faster um, and further than the Brompton's market or her own geographic um, area. Um, then we've got people like, and, you know, we've got quite a few women, women-run businesses on Brompton's South Africa, both the current, the, the beer brands that we have now, Ukamba Beer Works, as well as Dologazi uh, Beer, are women-owned. Ukamba has uh, two owners. They're from Cape Town, a man and a woman. And Dologazi um, is 100% black female-owned. The first female uh, brewer, owner of a brewery in South Africa is on Brompton's South Africa. They're all from Brompton's Market. These are all people who've grown from Brompton's Market. Um, they make phenomenal products. They are leaders in their industry. Um, and they're brilliant. And best of all, they're also brown sense verified, which means that they have the brown sense verified sticker. They're trustworthy. Um, mm. And you know that when you're buying on the platform, you know, when it's brown sense verified, you know that if anything goes wrong, people are accountable and they're transparent and they'll listen to you. Okay. Um, all right. So, you know, we're even addressing the trust quotient. Yes, um, I mean, the uh, certification angle I can see there coming through. But uh, Kitumets, right. unfortunately, we have run out of time and uh, certainly would have loved for us to continue on this uh, conversation. And maybe it might be worth us checking in in the next few months or so to see how the platform's going uh, in other geographies on the continent. But uh, once again, big thank you to you for coming out and speaking to us this evening on uh, Metro FM Talk. And I wish Brown Sense Africa and uh, the many brownies on the platform all of the best. And thank you very much. Thanks, Ayabonga. We appreciate that. Awesome stuff. Kitumetsi Diseko, uh, the CEO there of Brown Sense Africa, first of its kind e-commerce and procurement platform uh, that uh, is connecting entrepreneurs, consumers uh, across uh, the length and breadth of our continent. Uh, so we certainly do go check that out. And uh, some very interesting products, as I said earlier there, uh, that can be found on that platform. We take a brief break now. And uh, when we come back, Samuel and Nelson Mandela Bay, uh, where we go and check what's happening where it seems possible stricter restrictions for Nelson Mandela Bay and other hotspots around that area might be on the cards. Uh, we're going to take a look at a report they put together by my colleague, Larato Fekisi. Stay tuned.